Good morning, good morning, good morning, Nashville. Peace to the city, peace to the planet. Y'all thought we were done, y'all thought we stopped, y'all thought we quit, but guess what? We are back. We're back again. We're back again. It's Monday morning, guys. Hope all is well with the city. Um, this is another episode of the Black Men Vent 2 podcast. Good morning. Um, we're rolling into our fourth episode now. Pops? Yeah. Fourth episode? Fourth episode now. And um, again, guys, we want to thank you again for the support that we received on the last episode, um, the Body Mass Index of Depression in a Black Man with uh, my guy, Andrew Starks, man. And um, Andrew came in um, really just kind of talk about talking about depression from an isolation standpoint and how he kind of uh, strayed away, you know what I'm saying, from being around his family because uh, it was just so much built in him, you know, that he chose uh, outlets such as playing basketball. And he said that he, he credits his dominance, you know, on the court uh, um, as a testament to just him releasing um, and his way of uh, venting and getting things off of his chest at such a young age. So, guys, it's, it's many ways to uh, uh, to kind of tackle depression. But as we know, it's many ways to vent and, and get through it. And that's what we're here to do. Um, good morning again, Nashville. My name is Jonathan Davis, and I go by Junebug. My name is Leon Davis Jr. I go by L Dog. And like my son just said, we just so excited this morning to uh, have another brother to come on and just really talk to us about this depression thing. And like my son said, we we thank Andrew for coming on last week and being really transparent from a younger man's perspective and just letting us know how he dealt with depression and where it came from in his life. And we also want to thank Alex for coming on right. with our yeah, yeah, second yeah. podcast. You know, yeah. he kind of opened things up for after we laid the groundwork in our first episode. And he just kind of laid the groundwork for how young black men go through depression when they don't have a father in their life right. or when they don't have a good relationship with their father. So, right. well, we just thank both of those brothers for coming in. We also thank our guest this morning. We got a we got one a guest, man, from the old school perspective. This time we don't heard from the young guys. Yeah. So now yeah, let's hear yeah. from the old school, man, and see how the old school guys have dealt with depression and how it has led them to be like the men that they are now. You know, right. we've all had ups and downs. We've all had downfalls. But at the end of the day, he's going to give us his side and how he dealt with depression. So, again, we're just excited to be able to do this podcast, man, and be able to just, just try to give back to the black community and give back from a perspective of two black men, one younger, one older, but trying to give back to our community to help other brothers see, man, that you're not the only dude in the game that's dealing with these things, right. dealing with these type of issues. Right. Right, man, and again, guys, we um we we I, I can't can't stress enough to uh to just thank you guys for your support. Um, I always try to present analytics to our audience because it helps us be better and it, it helps you guys see just kind of where we're at uh, in this movement within the city. And um, last time I checked, we had um 130 plus mm-hmm. uh, total plays. Um, 130 plus total plays, man. So again, we thank you guys, Nashville, for keeping in tune and uh, just just wanting to hear a black man vent. Um, you know, we don't get that opportunity, but on this podcast, you get that opportunity. And um, again, we want to thank um, our guest that has came on this Monday morning. And um, man, it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one, man. He's ready, we're ready, and um, we just want to get you guys fired up, Nashville. And um, again, just thank you for your support. And um, Pops, man, you got anything, man? No, nah, man, I'm just, again, excited for him being here. And I'm, I'm ready to get into the story. Guys, we're going to switch it up a little bit on this episode, man. We'll, we'll skip a segment break, man, and we're just going to dive straight into the content, straight into the rawness, straight into the transparency, and straight into the body mass index of depression in a black man with our special guest. 
Um, this is the old school part of, 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 of the podcast, guys. Again, I left my guys at home. So uh, we're bringing uh, one of Pop's friends here today. And um, again, he's going to give us his background, his message, his uh, uh, dealing with depression in any way, shape, or form or fashion. He may come to vent and do just that. Um, again, guys, thank you. Good morning. And this is the Black Man Vent 2 Podcast. Stay with us. Content is coming soon. And just like that, Nashville, we're back. Uh, good morning again. Um, you've heard uh first part of our little intro segment, man. And like I said, we'll skip past um, our segment break, our initial segment breaks that we normally do in between content. And we're just going to get straight into the content uh, for today. And um, I'm going to lead it over to my pops, man. He's going to introduce our special guest. You guys stay with us. This is the Black Men Ventu Podcast. Good morning. All right. We are, we are again excited this morning. I'm excited to have one of my friends and one of my one of my good friends and one of my co-workers also. We ain't going to tell you where we work at, but if anybody knows, they'll figure that out. <laughs> but anyway, he's one of my friends, man. We, we we have a lot of conversation about a lot of things in life. And even when I mentioned to him about us trying to do this podcast, he was one of the people that really encouraged me to try to push this thing and try to go forward with it. He mm-hmm. was, you know, he knows my sons, man. It's just yeah, like we yeah. are two brothers from the same, from different mothers, man. So uh, right. I'm just thankful for this guy being here this morning. So if without further ado, I want to introduce to the BMVT audience, man, Kenny Boyd. Kenny Boyd. How you feel this morning, my brother? Man, I'm doing doing fine this morning, man. What about yourself? Man, I'm doing great, man. I'm That's doing good. good that you here, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad, <laughs> glad to have you God here, man. That. Yeah, all praise to God, man. That's true. So uh, with that being said, man, you've heard our first two podcasts, man, and you've heard the subject matter in which we're dealing with, man, and you've heard the two guys that came on, man. What did you think about them? Man, it was fantastic, man. It's just kind of good to see young brothers out there, man, just, you know, giving their story, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. You know, true. Absolutely. True, yeah. true, true. And I, and I think, you know, that's the thing we're trying to do in, with this uh, with this platform, man, just trying to embrace what we go through as black men. You know, mm-hmm. and it, it's so many other avenues for women to deal with their things and children even to deal with their things and have a voice. But right. it's very rare for the black man to have a voice because when we put our voice out there, then you start getting the, he he complaining, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. He, he crying. Right. Now it ain't all that. Sometimes I need to be heard too. So yeah. we hoping and praying that we can be heard on this platform, man. So that's the right. reason we want to bring you on, man, and just give your side of how you dealt with depression in your life, man. You know, how you've dealt with it, how depression shaped you into being the man that you are right now because mm-hmm. you're a family man. You know, you got a great wife, man. You got two great kids, man. You got a great life right now. But it wasn't always like that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It wasn't yeah. always yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. with that being said, if you don't mind, bro, just give us your story, man. Well, um, let's see. I guess I better start at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Just so you know how how great my father was to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. He wasn't actually my biological father. Okay. Gotcha. My, um, my mom's sister mm-hmm. uh, raised me. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Um, as far as my pa's concerned, man, he was just, he was, see, back in the 70s and 80s, mm-hmm. they did, they didn't talk, you mm-hmm. just saw yeah. what they did, they yeah. worked, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, he taught me how to uh, do things with cars, cut grass, I mean, just to be responsible, yeah. right? So, right, right. And um, I guess I went to the service, of course, um, you know, he was very instrumental, helping me handle things, uh, I'll give you all example, right? So. Mm-hmm. 
I was going to Korea. And that my dad was like, man, you know, you got to watch out because, you know, I'm, I'm just going to be transparent with yeah, you guys. Yeah. So y'all going to hear yeah. some real stuff. So he was saying, yeah, back in the day, you know, they used to say that black men grew tails, right? Mm-hmm. So he was talking about the racism, you know. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, you know, mm-hmm. I was in Florida, said, you know, you know, wasn't that bad. So I got over there mm-hmm. and I actually went out on a date with a Korean woman, right? Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. said, yeah, you know, they say you guys grow tails. Do y'all grow tails? <laughs> wow. And, and this was, wow. now keep in mind, wow. the Korean War was in the 50s, right? right. This is in the late 80s. Right. And mm-hmm. they saying the same so thing. So that stigma was still there, man. <laughs> Listen, mm-hmm. and wow. you know, it's so long giving y'all an example to show you how he was trying to, you know, help me to, you know, migrate in this world, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. yeah. So, um, he passed away the day before Desert Storm hit off. Wow. Mm. And, uh, and that was a blow, man. So, basically, I'm still in the service. Mm. You know, he's gone. I had a year and a half and I was getting out. Mm-hmm. And when I got out, you know, I thought, man, I can handle it. I, you yeah. know, yeah. T- with, you know, enrolled in TSU, was going to college and... okay. It just seemed like, man, at that point, um, I just lost focus, man. I didn't have a direction, and I didn't have anybody to really yeah. help yeah. me to migrate through. Yeah, that, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was like, it wasn't so much a depression; it was a void. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And I mean, yeah. think about it because yeah. you go from high school to the military, which they really take care of everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, this responsibility is on you, and you don't really mm-hmm. know how to handle it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um. Just being real with y'all guys, yeah. most black men don't have that that village that other cultures have. Right. I'm just right. being true. real about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. True. Yeah. I'm just being yeah, real. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't really have anybody to turn to. And wow. It was just a down spiral, man. Messing up in school, going between jobs, mm. out there in the streets. And it was just crazy, man. Mm. Let me see if I got your story right. You said that um, you, you were in the military coming out of high school. So did, did Pops pass away? This was... Post military was this, and it was when I was in the military when he passed. When you were in, okay, okay, Mm -hmm. okay. So you were actively in the military. Just want to give our audience just kind of a background of kind of Mm -hmm. what you came in with. You 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 started in high school. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got out of Mm -hmm. high school. Military is where you went. Yeah, and pops died in while you were active in the military. Absolutely. Um, share a small segment of that if you don't mind, man. Of just how military life was in general. Just 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 and how that may have kind of kind of shaped shaped your life at that age you know i i will say this to uh, to the young man mm-hmm. to the young men out there i don't know how the military is now but i i would tell anybody if you having any type of you know issues in high school or something you feel like i say go to the mirror it, it did teach me i guess the discipline of like okay if i'm falling pick mm-hmm. myself up if mm-hmm. i'm falling mm-hmm. so it taught me that mm-hmm. uh but um it, it, it doesn't give you that nurturing aspect, right? Mm-hmm. But it gives mm-hmm. you some life situations that maybe you can, uh, you know, mm-hmm. kind of build mm-hmm. up or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, coming out of, but I, I, I will say this for um, just for a black from a black man's perspective, mm-hmm. uh, it'll just give you uh, opportunity to, just to get yourself together. But man, you know, we just don't got that village. I don't think it's good as far as uh, giving you the actual life skills that you need to to migrate. Your whole life, right? Right. That, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. It, right. It, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Keep going. No, no, yeah, no, no. You're, you're good. You're talking you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I would say, man, for the brothers in high school, mm-hmm. if you don't know, oh, uh, you know what you're gonna do in life, you need a little time. Mm-hmm. That's what that's for. It'll, mm-hmm. it'll buy. It'll, it'll give you some time. Give you some time. Yeah. And I like what you just said, though. And that's the trip part about the military. Some people they they migrate to the military 
for different reasons. Mm -hmm. But you just said they give you ways of dealing with situations but not dealing with life in general once right. you get out the military. Because you learn yeah. how to operate once you're in the military. Right. This way we do it while right. we're in the military. Mm -hmm. But when you get out, you're talking about dealing with bras on the street and dealing with girls and dealing with right. different life situations right. yeah. that ain't yeah. this way far from the military. Like, See, you exactly. know what I'm saying? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Why you... Why you got a lot of brothers out there on the street that are veterans? Mm -hmm. Think about that. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's Think big. about that. Mm -hmm. that's big. Let yeah. me ask you this, yeah, man, because see, you said something earlier, and you hit on one of the points, man, that we've been talking about in these first two podcasts. You say you lost, lost focus. focus. Yeah, I heard you that lost too, focus. Yeah. Really and truly, that's a symptom of depression. Yeah. So okay. see, yeah. so see, when mm -hmm. we don't know the symptoms, mm -hmm. sometimes we don't know what we're dealing with. Yeah. And with you losing your father, you say you lost focus. So mm -hmm. let me. Mm -hmm. So with, with you losing focus, how can you say? Oh, let me ask you this: With you losing focus. Now that you know, uh, we just mm -hmm. just kind of introducing you to that. Right. That that probably was a part of depression. Mm -hmm. Right? How did that affect you with the losing focus? How did it make you? I'm talking. About how did you deal with? It? I don't want to say how did you feel because you probably can't go back and say I felt like this, felt mm -hmm. like that. But if you right. can speak on it, man, when you felt, when you found yourself losing depression, did you uh, losing focus? Did you feel like, man, I'm tripping, man, I'm going crazy, or um, yeah. how am I dealing with this thing, man? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what, man? I I didn't have a solution to get out wow. of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. It was like a rabbit hole just going deeper and deeper. Yeah. And, and look, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to explain to y'all how really important my father, I'm going to give y'all an example of how important my father was. Mm -hmm. They never legally adopted me. Mm -hmm. So my birth certificate is still my mom's name, right? Mm -hmm. So she had to sign, I, I was still 17. Mm -hmm. So she had to sign papers for me to go in because I was under 18, right? Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, I know where your biological father is. Do you want to meet him? I said, no. Mm. And she said, why not? I said, I got a father. Wow. I got a father who yeah. raised... Yeah, I, I'm not finna disrespect him yeah. by... Uh, and I'm sure he probably been cool with it. And Because the reason I said that, my wife was like, you never wanted to meet your father? I said, I got, I had a father. Mm -hmm. I mean, a father... That's not, who you knew a, as father. Listen, yeah. A father yeah. is not somebody who birthed you. Mm -hmm. A father is somebody who takes care of you. Mm -hmm. And my father took care of me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, just... Yeah. Football games, he was there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Working two jobs. Mm -hmm. yeah. Working mm -hmm. three jobs for the family. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, he would and you get up, saw all that. I saw yeah. that. Look, right. He would get up at three in the morning, go to Crystal's cleaning. Mm -hmm. Then he had his own barbershop. He mm -hmm. would do that. Then mm -hmm. he would go work at Vanderbilt at night. Hustling. Like clockwork. Clockwork. Yeah. Clockwork. Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. a father. That's yeah. a father. Now, let me ask you this then. So, there would be a good message to brothers out here that are not in their kids' life right now. You might want to... Take a look at that thing, man, and be a part of your child's life now. Cause I would feel some type of way if I want if you didn't want to meet me, even though I know I didn't raise you or whatever. Yeah. I still probably would feel some type of way just because I feel like I'm your daddy. But I but like you said, I'm just your let's just keep it real. I'm just a sperm donor. That's yeah. all, that's <laughs> all you but mean. I but that's I wasn't the one that kept the meat on the table though. Absolutely. So see, you got bros, man, that'll feel like though that you wrong because you don't want to meet them. Well, my you know question, what I'm saying? My yeah. question to them right. is then, why am I wrong? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm just saying, you, you got know, some brothers out there that feel like they yeah, don't want to yeah. meet me. I'm his daddy. No, yeah. not, you know, you really not <laughs> and me. Then exactly. On, yeah, on my saying. end, man, it's, it's, it's level of perception. It's always how you perceive a certain situation. Like, Kenny, I just heard you say, you know, why, why would I want to meet you? You know <laughs> what I'm saying? But then my pop just said, 
Well, shoot, I'm gonna feel some type of way if you don't want to meet me. You know, right. it's all level of perception. You know, what I'm saying in in depression or in anything that we deal with as black men in right. life, because the way you can look at some as a black man may not be the same way that pops look at some mm-hmm. as a mm-hmm. black man. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, however we looking at it, we need to sit down and talk about it. We Absolutely. need to talk you know about it, man. And yeah. that's what I'm saying. But you, I, I know some young, some some brothers right now. I give you a prime example. Here, I'm gonna give you one right here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You ain't been in the child's life. Mm-hmm. But what about these children that grow up to be great athletes? Right. And here this yeah. dude, he come from Timbuktu. Yeah. Talking about he the daddy. Yeah. And right. then he feels some type of way. Right. But you really, you really wasn't there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Listen, you remember we had the conversation about there's some things that are absolute truths. Mm. Like everybody said they got their own truth, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. But that's just because they want to feel good. Right. But the absolute right. truth is if if you would have done what you're supposed to on the front end, we would be having this conversation. Thank you. Mm. I'm with you. No, that's I'm with you. I mean, let's be yeah, real about it. Yeah. If, yeah. If, if you was yeah. a father yeah. on the front end, yeah. then we wouldn't be having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Let me let me ask this. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something in there. What do you think since we on the season of depression? Depressionally, mm-hmm. he may have been going through as to why he couldn't be the father to you that you wanted him to be. No excuses. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to. I don't want to make an excuse. Wait, 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 wait. For we, we talking about the father that I didn't know that you mm-hmm. did not. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, Could I, he have been going through something that we be talking about okay. on the Black Man Ventu podcast? Basically, I'll break it down like this. Mm-hmm. I can only speak from my perspective on that. Right. Right. My kids. Those are my kids. Now, now, mm-hmm. first, now everything funnels through. I'm, I'm a Bible believer, y'all know. Everything mm-hmm. funnels through God, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But right. God gave those kids as a gift to me. True. Mm-hmm. There, there, there would be nothing that would keep me from them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and what have I got going on in my life? I got to work it out because because they didn't ask to be in this world. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now yeah. let me ask you this: yeah. While you hit on that, did that outlook that you have now come because you didn't? He wasn't in your life. You know what I'm saying? Have you felt like that? That I really need to be there for my kids because that dude wasn't there for me. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna be there for my kids though. Mm-hmm. No, it was my dad's example. Mm-hmm. It was your dad's example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But still, in the back of your mind, my biological daddy. I'm talking. About, did you know? Let me ask you this. Okay. Did uh-uh. you know mm-hmm. that your biological father didn't want to be a part of your life when that guy was when your when your father was your okay, father? Okay. Okay. Well, I I can explain that to you. Um. So once my mom gave me over to my aunt. She did tell me he wanted to uh, to see me, right? Mm-hmm. But but she 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 forbade him to do it because I was mm-hmm. already with them, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like he didn't reach out from what she told me. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I mean, you know, I think see see that's more of like a a social thing. Uh, yeah, y'all heard of social engineering, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something that you put in people images of people's head to make them think something, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think throughout the generations, black men have been told they were nothing. And that, and that women yeah. have been always okay. I can take care of this. I can take care of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, so I'm not, I'm not totally faulting him. And my, aunt, I mean, well, my mom, mm-hmm. my biological mom, mm-hmm. it's her fault too, because it's it's her fault. Let's yeah. be real about it, because mm-hmm. he did ask, right? Mm-hmm. But 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 see, but see, the fact that, like I said, with me and Leon, we study a lot. Yeah, we we have over. I think him and I have overcame some of these stereotypes mm-hmm. or, or some of these images given to us, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so maybe he was like, well, you know. 
I ain't nothing anyway, so forget mm-hmm. it. Because of see, mm-hmm. see, and that's what we okay. hit because, so because, okay. okay. because of society, okay. man. Because okay. society right. okay. will put that yeah. on us, man. We'll put and them other that's cultures good. will that's put good. that on us, Absolutely. man. Absolutely. And if we can't fight that, right. then we get stuck, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Look, you get I, stuck, man. Now that we own this, I'm sorry, guys. Y'all got me thinking. Now. No, I'm, man. I'm, I'm, look, I'm going to give you another prime example. You at the BMVT vent table, man. Vent, man. Keep in mind, I love my wife, y'all. So, I mean, that's 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 my heartbeat. That's my rib. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when we were going into a transition of getting married, you know, it's a transition period, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So um, basically, I came home. I, I was uh, I, I I traveled a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would be home. I would be gone every week. Mm-hmm. Newborn. I want to spend time with my wife, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, right. so right. it's like every other weekend, her parents would be there. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm coming. Home <laughs> yeah. From like yeah, six yeah. hours yeah. there, man. I didn't like that. So. <laughs> So yeah. so they were there they were there another time. I yeah. kinda went off, right? Yeah. So I went off and uh, she's like, Well, I'm just leaving. I said, Okay. I said, Leave then, right? She said, I'm taking care of him. I said, No, you're not taking him. I said, You can go. Yeah. But he's yeah. staying. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> so he's staying, right? Right, yeah. right. He said, What you mean? I said, Look, I ain't no one no run the meal father. That's yeah. my son. Right. I've been right. going yeah. all week. No, right. he's staying with daddy. Right, yeah. right. But see, that 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 was my that was me developing past what you know people were just telling us what we had to do. Well, they mm-hmm. got to be with the mama. They got no, they yeah. don't got no. I mm-hmm. changed diapers. Mm-hmm. I did all that. Thank yeah. you, man. Hey, hey, yeah. hey! Yeah. When when I came home on the weekends, yeah, she, I said I'm taking over. You can get your rest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. And I was yeah. tired as all out. But guess yeah. what? Yeah. He cry. I'd wake up. Yeah. I do all that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna let anybody. Yeah. Stop me from being a father. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this. So big. with you it's seeing big. the your father grind the way he did, like you said, working them three mm-hmm. jobs, I see that now. That's when you grind like that. Yeah, yeah. that's when yeah. you was grinding yeah. like. So see, yeah. we can we can really attribute this now to what our kids see in us, young brothers. Mm-hmm. What they see. Mm-hmm. It's basically what they gonna act out, man. Absolutely. They gonna act it out because yeah. you acting yeah. it out right now. I'm acting out what I saw basically mm-hmm. in my father. That when I try to be there for my kid because my daddy was there. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Until he passed and right. he couldn't be there. Right. But Absolutely. until that time, yeah. he was there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's what kids see and that's yeah. what brothers see. Now, if they choose not to embrace that, that's them. Mm-hmm. But it ain't like you didn't have that example. So it's our job to make sure yeah. that they have that example, yeah. man. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. on the real, man. Absolutely. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. on the real right there, Absolutely. my brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guys, Nashville, have you heard a black man vent today? We got Mr. Kenny, and he's here um, giving us his story, man. We're going to take a quick segment break. Uh, guys, if you know me personally, Junebug, you know that, that Kobe Bryant is my favorite, 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 <laughs> favorite, favorite, favorite basketball player, the greatest player to ever play the game. We're going to do a small segment, man, in honor of his birthday today, and um, we'll be right back. Guys, stay with us. This is the Black Man Vent 2 Podcast. Good morning. Thank you, Nashville, for sticking with us. This is the Black Men Vent 2 podcast. Good morning. We're taking a quick segment break from the body mass index of depression in a black man with Kenny Boyd. He's given us great content so far. And guys, continue to stick with us after this short segment. And we're going to continue to get into Mr. Kenny and get into his story and continue to try to surface and find out how to deal with depression being a black man. Real quick, Nashville, I won't take up too much of your time with this segment. Um, This is the segment that I'm going to dedicate specifically to my personal favorite player ever um, in the NBA, 
that being Kobe Bryant. Um, a lot of you guys may not know it, but today is his birthday. And um, in honor of Kobe Bryant, um, the first thing that I want to do is uh, everybody knows that uh, his number was number eight for a stint throughout his NBA career, and his number was 24. And um, what I want to do before I even get the segment going, um, just going to present a couple of facts about Kobe Bryant, um, some that we may know and some that we may not have known um, within his career and within his life. But first things first, um, sending out continued prayers to the Bryant family and the other members and families of those members who passed. Let us take eight seconds, guys. Let us take eight seconds wherever you are within the city to just have a moment of silence for Kobe Bryant, for Gigi, and for the remainder of the people who also were affected during that uh, tragic incident. Thank you. Thank you. And man, let me just go ahead and dive straight into it, man. Um, y'all, y'all know me, man. If you know me in the city, man, I, I do, do. Kobe Bryant, yeah. You, if, if, if we're having that conversation, best believe I'm giving my input. With that being said, man, um, we're just gonna go ahead and get right into it. Kobe Bryant, man. Um, on April 13th, 2016, Kobe Bryant played his final game in the NBA against the Utah Jazz. I'll never forget it. Taking a total of 50 shots, ending the night in his career with a season-high 60-point game, the sixth of his career. Where were you guys on January 26, 2020? His tragic death occurred almost four years ago on that date, stunning fans worldwide as he was killed in a helicopter crash alongside his daughter Gigi and others. Kobe Bryant and his father, actually, Kobe Bryant's father named him after the expensive and renowned Japanese cut of meat called Kobe beef after seeing it on a menu. As it turns out, Kobe didn't like sharing his name with a cut of tender beef. So in 2010, and this is all coming from um, CBS News, he sued the Japanese city of Kobe for the rights to rename their signature product. His attorney, Jeff Rundvlees, told LA Weekly, while we are aware the city of Kobe has been around longer than my client, Mr. Bryant has clearly become more famous and influential. I mean, just type Kobe into Google and tell me what comes up first. If Gatorade had a flavor named Kobe and wasn't paying him for it, we'd be suing them too. Man, I, I Kobe, man, that, that's that's my boy, man. Just com, competing with anybody on the court and competing with, even with his name, and I, I I just love it. I love it. Kobe Bryant played all twenty years of his career with the L.A. Lakers. He was the first NBA player ever to play twenty seasons with the same team. Kobe Bryant was originally drafted to the Charlotte Hornets two weeks after they chose him as the thirteenth pick in the first round of the NBA draft. Charlotte traded Kobe to the Lakers for Vladi Divac. In January 2000, Kobe Bryant released a single with Sony Entertainment called K-O-B-E. It featured him rapping about his love for basketball, beats, and broads. Tyra Banks was the one that was singing the hook in that song. I might have to go look that up. <laughs> At 17, Kobe Bryant went to high school uh, went to his high school prom with popular singer artist Brandy. On January 22nd, 
2006, Kobe Bryant scored 81 points in a single game against the Toronto Raptors. Kobe Bryant was the first guard to ever be drafted into the NBA straight from high school. And the last fact I'm going to leave you guys with just within this segment of uh, paying homage to Kobe Bryant. Everybody knows the song on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five golden rings. Kobe Bryant has won five NBA titles. Other Lakers with that same um, five plus NBA title uh, standing are Derek Fisher, Michael Cooper, Kareem, Abdul-Jabbar, and Magic Johnson. Guys, again, we want to thank you for supporting us. Thank you for being a part of the Black Man Ventu podcast audience. This has been a segment of just paying homage to my favorite player, the GOAT, the one and only, Kobe Bean Bryant. Man, I miss you as a fan, and I know the world misses you, and we will continue to pray for your family and continue to pray as a, as a collective unit in Nashville, continue to pray for uh, the Bryant family and uh, the other families that were affected on that tragic day. But uh, nonetheless, man, this has been the Black Man Ventu segment of paying homage to Kobe Bryant. Stick with us. This is, again, the Black Man Ventu podcast. Good morning. Nashville, Nashville, we're back. We're back. Hope you have stuck with us throughout our episode. And um, hope you, hopefully you liked the first part of uh, Kenny, man. Um, this is, again, the Black Man Ventu Podcast. Good morning. Kenny's going to come back, man, and um, give us um, a little bit more of his story, man. And, of course, I hope y'all love the segment of Kobe Bryant, man. I know I know. Uh, if you don't love it, I don't care because he's the greatest player ever. But, nonetheless, <laughs> let's get back to the content, man. Let's get back to the meat of what we got going on. Um, this is, again, the Black Man Ventu podcast good morning kenny man um how old were you when your dad passed uh in the military 21 21 years old 21 years old um man that's that's that says a lot man that you were you were able to kind of still endure man at, at, at such a young age man um, um pops you got anything on that yeah and you say you were 21 and i remember you saying earlier in in the uh in this uh episode that uh that uh you had a loss of focus so that was a symptom of depression. Do you mm-hmm. recall having any other symptoms like maybe anger? Did you find yourself anger, like acting out? Or did you find yourself losing sleep? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Or did you find yourself even dealing with some pain issues? You know what I'm saying? You Do you remember any of that stuff right there? Yeah. I'll I tell you what, for me, when you start down that road of a disappointment, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then you really don't have anybody to talk to about your disappointment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, and it's just this, just for me, guys. I can't speak for everybody else, but it was that that was the rabbit hole because I would just repeat the same stuff over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, you know how they talk about how is um how it's easy to uh, get in debt, but it's hard to get out. Mm-hmm. I think that's the same thing with. With this depression, with, with, the, with, with life, with yeah, life, with, right? With this depression yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Right. The deeper yeah. you go, the, the mm. harder it is to get out That's, of it, man. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you ain't got nobody to talk to, yeah. So, yeah. You know what? And I and I know what you're saying, man, because it's it, it's funny. Sometimes we never understand how much we got in common. Mm-hmm. And with me and you having a conversation, 
your father passed at 21 and my father passed and I was 21 too and I was at Tennessee mm. State University at the time and they sent me there to go to school but once my father passed man I lost focus man and I became angry and I just was at the point where I didn't care mm. and I was wilding out doing some things man that if my daddy had been living, mm. he would not have appreciated how I was living, man. Mm. You know oh, what I'm absolutely. saying? No, I'm yeah. with you. I'm yeah. with you. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you. And saying the things he taught me, mm. I had to strayed away from all of that, man. Whew. You know what mm. I'm saying? But and I'm gonna ask you this too, but I'm gonna say tell you how I how God allowed I'm gonna say how God allowed me to do because he was in the he was in the forefront of everything absolutely. that was happening. He was leading mm. me right. where he wanted to lead me to. But man, when my father passed and I found myself wilding out, man, I was thankful because what reeled me back in, man, was the fact that I had some uncles at home. Mm-hmm. And when I would mm-hmm. go home to visit my mama, mm-hmm. I had an uncle. His name was Uncle Melvin, man. My <laughs> June boy knowing right now. Yeah. He yeah. remind you of that dude, man, that was on Martin working on them cars, man. Like, mm-hmm. wah, wah, wah. You know, he talked like that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but uh, but he was always in my ear, man, about what you doing up there at Tennessee State. And I tell him I'm just working. He like, boy, you can work anywhere. And every time I go home, I be trying mm. to avoid that dude, but I'd always see him. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So it yeah. finally got to the point where yeah. it kicked in, like, he right, man. And then what really kicked in is I knew my mama was missing my daddy. I didn't want her to miss me, too, because of some ignorance. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Something that I was doing that was stupid. Yeah. And get myself caught up into something that was so crazy that I get taken out. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they were taking dudes out then just like they're taking them out now. Right. And yeah. I could have got took out, but yeah, God spared me, man. So yeah. with that being said, that's when I just kind of found myself, didn't want to disappoint my mama, didn't want to disappoint the legacy that my daddy left. Mm-hmm. So that kind of kind of brought me out, man. Yeah. So what can you attribute to? What kind of helped bring you out? And was there anybody in your life that you can say, like I was talking about my uncle, that you have somebody mm-hmm. in your life that kind of kind right. of helped lead you out of that that that, that debt that you was talking about, right, that debt right. depression that you was in? You know, I'm glad you kind of pointed out about your uncles. Mm-hmm. You know, I think society has also taught a lot of us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when it comes to like, when you see somebody that's in error, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, don't say nothing, man. Mm. You know, don't, don't, you know, hey, you know. Mm. Don't upset them. Don't upset them. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, yeah. you know, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. who are you to say that? Look, look at you back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Not knowing that could be testimony that can get somebody out of it, right? So true. And, and, and I think that's what was going so on in my life. Nobody really said anything, right? Mm-hmm. So then, um, actually, I, I moved to Michigan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was working for the county up there, Oakland County, never forget. Mm-hmm. So it was this, um, actually, it was, it was a white guy, Greg, right? He befriended me. So, mm-hmm. man, he had this nice yacht. We would go, I would help him go up there and clean it and everything. And I would just see how he, how he would interact with his son, right? He was getting his son off in the stocks and mutual funds and all this at 18, wow, man. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. dude dude, was working it so much, he bought him a, a bike, straight cash, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. so he was just, he would just talk to me and say, like, man, you know, you got to, um, you know, at that time, I think I was 28, 29. Mm-hmm. He said, man, you know, you got to start thinking about your future, man. You know, you can't just be just taking these penny any jobs all the time. You mm-hmm. know, you know you, you're a good guy. You're better than that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, I never forget, man, the uh, the day I moved back to Tennessee, man, they had a uh, going away party from him, man, for working. Wow. Wow. And um mm-hmm. and then his um his girlfriend he getting engaged with, right? And then I always thought she was mean because she was kind of a little feisty, right? <laughs> <laughs> but 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 she looked me in the eye, she said, you know, you one of the, the greatest guys I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, dude! Now tell yeah. me, them words didn't resonate, man. They yeah. did. Yeah. They mm-hmm. did. It, it just let yeah. me know that, mm-hmm. man. And then him, it, it's time for me to get myself together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if they got, if they got that much confidence in me, mm-hmm. yeah, 
I mean, if they right. see that much in me, I, why am I not seeing this in myself, right? Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and and, and th- these are people that keep in mind too. These are not people that's been a part of my life. Right. Right. I mean, I was I, just gonna say that. Yeah, they were with me for like mm-hmm. two or three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that was powerful, man. Yeah, that was yeah. powerful, mm-hmm. man. You yeah. know, and I think about this. I think about how you said that these were people not of our ethnicity. Mm-hmm. You talking about yeah. somebody from the other culture that took an interest in you, man, yep. and gave you some words of encouragement and showed you basically how they live life and how life can be lived and kept encouraging you. Hey, dude, you yeah. can live a better life than that. And see, that's what we got to do. Yeah, Not yeah, saying yeah. that they didn't. Yeah. I, hey, yeah. I thank God for that bro stepping up the way right. he did in your life. But we, knowing what we know now, we got to start stepping up when we see brothers like that and step up in their life and give them some words of encouragement because we said this a couple podcasts ago. You never know how a certain words of encouragement or certain acts of mm-hmm. kindness will propel somebody out we'll of that debt of, right. of, right. of, of depression. Yeah. You never know, yeah. man. You just yeah. never know. Because you, like I said, you don't be knowing what people be dealing with, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. As a guest, I got to ask you a question and give me a straight up answer, mm-hmm. right? If you saw I was down right, and you knew what you might say, might uh, we won't be friends anymore, but it might change my life. Don't you think it's your responsibility to say it? And, and I, I think I, I, I would do it. On. And Ken, I think I would do it now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd do it as a young man, right. but where I'm at right now in my life, yeah, I would do it. See, yep, yeah, <laughs> I would yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep. And that's 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 big, man. I kind of piggybacking back off of what uh, Pop said, man. You know. The fact that you did have, um, you know, as you said, a white man that was to, able to help you, whether he was white, black, blue, or purple, mm-hmm. I think that's a beautiful thing that yeah. somebody in their spirit, mm-hmm. you know, had the the notion to help somebody else that was down. But like my pop said, though, I take that offensively, you know, because as a black man, we should have been there. Somebody Absolutely. that, that mm-hmm. that's black, like 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 blackety black, like you should have been there. <laughs> I mean, you know right. what I'm saying? Like 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 like. Granted, again, I'm not taking nothing yeah, from no I, other culture. Not taking nothing from that brother uh, Greg. I think you said yeah, it was Greg, his name. Not Greg, taking yeah. nothing from him because that was a true act of kindness and an act of God. You know, at the mm-hmm. end of the day, mm-hmm. of him helping you. But man, black men, like this is what we here for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we really have to step outside of ourselves sometimes to just reach out to somebody, man, because words are powerful and 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 just as you said greg's wife was able to give you some words in two or three years more or less two or three minutes mm-hmm. they kind of transformed your life man to where you at now man so mm-hmm. even where you're at now man um i think you mentioned or we mentioned earlier you got two kids man you want to want to kind of elaborate yeah, on talk that? about that man uh well i guess i could talk about that's when the transformation actually really started right yeah. mm-hmm. so um i gotta talk about my beautiful wife carla mm-hmm. man um Mm-hmm. So I met her when I moved to Alabama. I was working for an environmental uh, company. Mm-hmm. And um, just, um, you know how they uh, say that that most time your wife's going to kind of mirror your mom a little bit, mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. nurturing type thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that was Carla, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as I started to get my life together, I, mean, I realized I had a good thing. Yeah. And, and, and I would tell the young brothers, look, before you before you go out there talking about getting married or or, or, or even having kids, what man? Try to make sure your your life is in order first. Try try, try to make. Yeah. Sure, and I, listen, I know yeah. it's hard because I was out there wilding out back in the day, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that would be my advice because I was thankful that I didn't have any kids. I could imagine how it would have been, or if I'd have been that type of person that we talk about how we yeah. shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 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 I met Carla. Um, you know, we got engaged. 
get married. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, she got pregnant before we got married, but mm-hmm. we had to get married. But mm-hmm. um, I, I just knew when I saw my son when he was born, I looked in his eyes. I said, I said, look, I, I, I yeah. gotta be my father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It automatically went back to being a little kid mm-hmm. and knowing how I was cared for and how I was loved and how yeah. I didn't have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. I said, man, I gotta, I gotta be my father. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. as, as time went on, I went back to school. I got my degree. Mm-hmm. You know, started working for the company you and I work for. I don't yes. want to mention the name either. Yes, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it just seemed like everything fell in place. But it all started to happen when I said I had to revert back to, you know, <laughs> yeah. remember those things that my father did for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I, I tell you, man, I just, I, hope, I just hope I'm half the dad he was, bro. Yeah. I tell you that right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. That, yeah so... That's what started the transformation right there, really, was mm-hmm. my wife and, and, and my son. I mean, we really kind of got it kick-started yeah. in, in the overdrive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So let yeah. me ask you this, man. If you had some encouraging words to say to the 21-year-old Kenny, what would you say to the 21-year-old Kenny? Mm-hmm. Now from the, 53, mm-hmm. from the 53-year-old Kenny, what would mm-hmm. you say to the 21-year-old Kenny? Well, I, I tell you guys, as I told y'all, for all the people that are non-biblical, I mean, excuse me, but you know, I got, got you know, I love God. So speak I, to what you know. I speak what I know. Mm-hmm. I would tell the young 21-year-old, Kenny, listen, you know, man, life is not going to always be the way you want it to be. Yeah. I mean, you know, unfortunately, death is part of life, so mm-hmm. that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you put God first and just kind of, you know, keep that order going, mm-hmm. you know, I could have just went to him. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I could have mm-hmm. went to him and asked so him. I had nobody introduce you to him at exactly. the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I could have mm-hmm. went to him and got all my answers. Mm-hmm. And that's through his word. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that, that, that's yeah. what I would yeah. tell young folks now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, you know, it's out there for you to get it. Just... Mm-hmm. You got to just have faith, man. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, yeah. and, and think about it, it, it's not an overnight thing, though, man. Mm-mm. Like you said, where we are right now, granted, I wish I could have got here at 45. Mm-hmm. But you know what? God got a way of letting you get to where you, you get to where you can get to a point where you'll appreciate it. Yeah. I probably wouldn't appreciate it where I'm at now at right. 45. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I probably wouldn't appreciate that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, so, so even speaking to my son, man, you know, even what he had, he had ups and downs in life, but he yeah. got to be thankful that he got some positive men in his life that he can go to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, see, I didn't yeah. have that. Right. My daddy was gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My uncle was mm-hmm. in Georgia. Mm-hmm. But when I'm up here at Tennessee State, mm-hmm. I ain't got none of that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. teachers at TSU mm-hmm. and all that. But they weren't at home when I was having issues yeah. at the crib, at the apartment mm-hmm. I was living in on. With these mm-hmm. bros I was hanging out with, they weren't telling me, don't hang out with this brother. Don't hang out with that brother. You know, they mm-hmm. weren't telling me all that. I had to kind of figure that out as I went, man. Yeah, it's but, uh, it's you know. that, man. And, and, you know, a lot of times in life, man, you don't get the dice that you, you know what I'm saying? You, you, the, the, life don't life may not be set up like you were wanted to when you right. first born, right? right? You said you were born, man. You went through a plethora of different things, man. Your biological father wasn't there, so you had somebody else step in. You you said your uh, your aunt your your aunt, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. was your was your your mom. You right, know, right. played that mm-hmm. role and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then um you know on my uh, end of the spectrum, you know I was born into a two parent household. I was born um into a married two parent household. Mm-hmm. You know so. 
on my end, I try to take that as a humble tip because at the end of the day, man, God um, could have put me in any situation. But the mm-hmm. fact that I'm in more so of a fortunate mm-hmm. situation than mm-hmm. others, I have to use that light in a different mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what this podcast, um, again, man, me and my pops have set this platform for mm-hmm. because um, I consider myself as, as, as fortunate, you know, but I go through stuff. Right. Even with a two-parent household, even with having a roof over my head, I never had to question that. I never had to question food. I never had to question mm-hmm. socks on my feet. But mm-hmm. I've had to question depression. I've had to question anxiety. I've mm-hmm. had to question failing a test. A girl broke my heart. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I need somebody to talk to. Right. You know what I'm saying? So in any situation I feel like that, that you are presented in or presented with, you know, you may have not asked for that, but I think it is so great for us as black men to try to seek out those weaknesses, seek out yeah. those black men, mm-hmm. young black men, my age now, yeah. you know what I'm saying, 25 and below, that millennial age, um, talking to like the, yeah. the older brothers, man, like find ways, man, to, to reach out to us, man, because we'll talk, mm-hmm. we'll talk, man, and, and, and I don't think... It's a matter of, of what we saying. It's who we saying it to. Right. Because a lot of times, man, you're dealing with millennials, man, like myself, man, that may have not had such a fortunate opportunity in life to where they don't trust nobody. Right. Mm-hmm. They didn't have their dad. They didn't have the uncles. They didn't have the this, that, and the third. So they can't necessarily vent because they ain't got no trust there. I'm able to vent, you know, within my own way because I had that support system. And again, you know, uh, true humility behind that statement. You know, but everybody doesn't have that, man. So I think, again, guys, it's just important, man, Nashville, that we stick together, man, and Mm -hmm. we stay true to being black man and venting about black man stuff, but doing it together, man. I think that's that's the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. Man, you hit on something, man, that I was just listening to this brother the other day, man. He was talking about unity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, man, you talk about that at work a lot. That's big for us, man. We got to get some unity, man. If I see you coming up, I ain't mad because you done came up. Kenny told me he bought a house. Lord have mercy. I was happy. Yeah, (laughs) I came to the house. (laughs) Yeah, I went mad. So we got to get some unity, man. I'm happy for you. And, man, if anything, how did you do that, dog? You know what I'm saying? You can help me. I think right. we if we could just come together mm-hmm. more of a collective voice as a brothers man, right. then yeah. it'll be better as a whole. You right. know we, we're crabs in a bucket culture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we pull each right. other down Absolutely. when the crab trying Absolutely. to tip the bucket Look, over. It, it's yeah. something that you said that I want to talk about too. Mm-hmm. It's humility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now that's deep. Now young brothers, listen, because I've seen y'all do it. I I, I, I let you know I DJ on the side, so I deal with a lot okay. of kids. Okay. Now, right? Yeah. Kenny top ten DJ right in the city. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, at one point I was, yeah, but but yeah, but like, but listen, humility is really manhood. Mm-hmm. And anybody tell you any different, they don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. When you humble yourself, you gain knowledge. Mm-hmm. When you feel like, oh, this dude is fifty three years old, he can't tell me nothing because I'm living a different yeah. life or whatever. Yeah, then you 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 get stuck in that rut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I would just tell the young brothers, listen, don't. Don't be afraid to just say what's on your mind. Yeah. You know, don't don't be afraid yeah. to cry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be yeah. real with you. Listen, listen, yeah. I'm gonna tell you how soft I can be. You guys y'all gotta see this movie called Man of Honor. It's a military movie, right? Mm-hmm. So it's about this brother. I'm listen, hey, the brother goes through some struggles because he mm-hmm. come up in the military in the fifties and sixties. Mm-hmm. I mean big time racism, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen what he went through and he said he wanted to do it because of honor. Man, my Tears yeah, start flowing. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, it's hard. It was hard. It, listen, back then, my dad told me, man, 
it was hard for black men back then to live the dream they wanted to live mm-hmm. yeah. because because let's be real about it white folks were taken away from them mm-hmm. stripped them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they see you mm-hmm. get to a certain point oh we gotta put them mm-hmm. back in his place mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and and that's what that guy went through I, I, I tell all the young brothers if you haven't seen that movie it's Cooper Gooden Jr. and uh, Robert De Niro Man mm-hmm. of Honor watch mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. watch it so with that being said man uh I really appreciate all the information you shared with us today, man. Yeah, I appreciate man. you yeah, coming out. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. And, uh, I just, man, you know, we could keep going on and on, but we can't because we yeah, don't want right. to kill our form, man. We don't want to <laughs> kill our, our platform, man. But at the end of the day, that was so interesting how you brought everything to us, man. It just made me think about so many scenarios. And even looking at my son, I hope him and his friend could pick up on some of this stuff. But mm-hmm. one thing you said that is so true. If we keep ourselves humble, because that's even in the scripture, he who humbles himself shall be exalted. Absolutely. But he who exalts himself shall be humble. Don't allow the don't allow the world to humble you. Humble yourself humble your, before yeah, the, before yeah, the world yeah, start yeah. doing you. But yeah. the world got a way, and God got a way of doing it through right. worldly stuff right. that'll show you, hey man, I need some help. And I think that's what if I didn't get nothing else out of this whole podcast, what I got is every black man. It's going to need another black man's shoulder to lean on. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's big, man. We Guys, Nashville, man, we thank you guys again, man, for supporting us, man. This has been another episode, man, of the Body Mass Index of Depression in a Black Man with my guy, Kenny. Man, we appreciate you, appreciate man. Appreciate you, Kenny. And hey, y'all take care, man. Well, Nashville, until next week, it's a wrap. Black man, don't get trapped. It is what it is, and it ain't what it ain't. You can do what you can, and you can't what you can't. This is Monday morning. This is another episode of The Black Man, Vent 2 Podcast. Good morning.